I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. My first girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The questionable queen, the Weeback boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, is KP back tonight? Is tonight the night? By the time we're listening to this, you might know. You might know by the time we're listening to this, but... Anyway, uh, the Ravens are back. That's all that matters no, in my life right now. <laughs> Can I transition to the Ravens? Can I do a whole Ravens thing real quick? But I'm no, sure uh, Lockdown Ravens will welcome you on cheerfully. I need I need to jump on their pod. I need to do that. But no, it's a fun day for me on Sunday. Uh, thankful for uh, Mavs draft filling in after the Magic game as I traveled back from the. Uh, from the land of the bluegrass. And now I'm back. <laughs> I'm back in Dallas. I was in Kentucky for two weeks. I was excited to show snow to my son. My son, you know, I'm like, we watched this show, this snow show on Amazon, all this stuff. I'm like, snow, so never saw it in Kentucky. We yeah, get 100%. back the day that we're back in Kentucky or back in Dallas, we get snow. So shout out to everyone who got snow on Sunday. What a weird world we live in. Uh, yeah, all right, on today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the Dallas Mavericks situation. I mean, I put my mm. hands up in the air, uh, situation. There's a lot of stuff going on with COVID protocols. We're going to explain as much of it as we can to you. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about where the Mavs are in the standings and then potentially preview the Pelicans game coming up and who's even going to play. I mean, that's kind of one of the big questions going into this. Porzingis upgraded to questionable, so we'll see what that means. You may know more about that by the time you listen to this. But today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. All right, Isaac, let's get into this uh, episode. Show, get into the story. So Maxi Kleba, apparently, according to reports, this is not from the team. This is not even necessarily official. But uh, apparently from ESPN as well as Shams, Maxi Kleba tested positive for the coronavirus. Actually, he just said a positive test, which I think is just assumed at this point that it's positive for the coronavirus, but, uh, you know, I, I, to be safe. Uh, he tested positive, so he is on the injury report as questionable, which is wild to me. However, I think that there's one scenario where he could be questionable that would make sense, and here it is. If the test that Maxi took that came back as positive was the rapid test or even the PCR test. They're not a hundred percent, right? I have a friend, hopefully he's listening. Good friend has been on the program for Josh Dak. He tested positive, you know, months and months and months ago, took a test like a couple months ago and then tested positive again. And he was like, hold on, did I get this Did I get the coronavirus again? And then he took another test after that and he came back as negative. It was a false positive test. And so maybe Maxi Kleba got a false positive in his test. And so that's the that's the only avenue that I can think of where Maxi would be able to play in this Pelicans game, which is why he's listed as questionable and not just straight up out by the team. Other than that, if he's questionable and they know for sure that he that he is tested positive, like he got two positive tests back, I don't know why he would be questionable. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. <coughs> yeah, I mean, if you uh, saw Brad Townsend's tweet also on it, 
You know, he said, if, you know, if once a player is listed as out, they for sure can't play the next day. So the Mavericks listing him as questionable does leave open the possibility they can play on Monday night. But obviously he can only play if he didn't test positive or they proved that. So uh, I think Brad even said in his tweet yesterday that there's still some uncertainty around the results. So <clears throat> we're still waiting on that. I think that situation for Maxi's up in the air, which is a big deal for the team. I mean, I think, and, you know, take KP coming back whenever he does come back, if it's against the Pelicans or another team later in the week, Maxi being out is almost, you can make the argument that it's just as important or bigger than Josh Richardson or, you know, another player on the team because, I mean, he's shooting 47, 48% from three. Ever since he, you know, entered the starting lineup, they've won. They're on a three-game winning streak. <laughs> you know, when you look at uh, even the best, like, net rating lineups uh, on the team, you look at, you know, the best three-man lineup is Jay Rich, Maxi, and Luca. The best two-man lineup is Maxi and Luca. I mean, these are high positive, you know, net ratings for the team. So losing Maxi, if he's out, for the 10 to 14 days, if they confirm that's positive, would be huge for Dallas. And look at the team that they're playing, right? Zion Williamson is, you know, Maxi is one of the best at defending Zion Williamson in the league almost. He's definitely the best in the Mavericks. So that that definitely hurts if he's out for sure. We don't have to explain that to you guys. I mean, Maxi being out is very important, especially added on to the fact or multiplied onto the fact that Dorian Finney Smith, Josh Richardson, and Jalen Brunson are still stuck in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I don't know why that's still funny to me, but th- these guys, if they test positive in a city, they just have to stay there. They're just sitting in a hotel room in, in Denver somewhere. Jay Rich, Dorian, and Brunson, if you guys are listening to the podcast, please uh, DM us, tweet us, and let us know, and we'll get you on the pod. We'll give you something to do, at least for 30 minutes. I, so, uh, I have some I have some big questions about NBA protocols with all of this. I don't, I just want like, not quite. I just, I'm confused as a fan, just take media, everything out of it as a fan. I think I'm just as confused as a lot of you guys that let's just say that if Maxi's, you know, we're not even speculating. I mean, Tim McMahon said that it was a positive test result. So if Maxi's result was a you know positive test, test result, and it came out on Sunday, he played on Saturday night against the magic. How, how is the magic and the Mavericks players who played on the court against Maxi? How is like, or how are not all of the players just not in quarantine right now? Or that's the part I don't understand to where, you know, it's, it's a matter of who he comes in contact with afterwards. So if Maxi can play in a basketball game, and then afterwards, ride on a team bus next to somebody or whatever. And it's like, all right, well, that player is then out for a week. I just don't know what's the time frame. If Assuming that you tested positive on Sunday, how far do they go back? Do they just go back to the last negative you know, test result that he had? Whether it's, I guess it was Saturday, probably Saturday morning before the game. How far they go back? How do they do the tracing? How do they determine who is then you know, a close contact and is out for the next week. I, I have so many questions on this. I have a ton of questions as well. Our friend of the pod, Tim Cato, tweeted out, you know, the NBA's trigger for self-isolation due to close exposure is spending 15 or more minutes within six feet of an individual who tests positive. They say that this scenario doesn't happen often during games. Uh, Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe put in his article that the team, you know, talking about the, the Celtics and Tatum and all that, you know, it's nearly that according to the league's research by medical experts, it's nearly impossible to pass the virus during an NBA game because according to the CDC Center for Disease Control website, transmission transmission risk is with, quote, an individual who has close contact within six feet for a total of 15 minutes or more. So 
I guess they count that as cons- as 15 consecutive minutes and not like fifth like 10 minutes here and five minutes there and mm. they have to be within six feet of somebody for at least 15 consecutive minutes however that to me puts up a red flag because if that's the thing that we're going by what about like passing fluids right on like I was watching Lakers Rockets and LeBron has his like LeBron there's a flagrant foul against him from Boogie Cousins LeBron's on the floor for a good I don't know, like a dramatic two minutes. Oh, 100% dramatic. Yeah. Stop, stop. His face, (laughs) his face is completely on the floor. And I'm like, what if he breathes in like somebody else's sweat or spit or like, you know, God God forbid urine. You know what I mean? Like what? (laughs) Who's peeing out there? It can, (laughs) you get get drip, you get drips, you know, (laughs) it can pass in other ways. And so that's our big question. Uh, we've had we've had way too many laughs to start this pod for a, a team that's in shambles right now due to the coronavirus. But well, I, another thing too is you know I think it was encouraged you know in the COVID protocols for the team of you know trying to not have your team congregate outside of you know games and stuff. Even you see the benches, you know they're they're spaced out on the bench. But I mean you look at this you look at this situation to where. Uh, you know, if you're even in close contact with them for more than 15 minutes, like you said, then you're out for a week. So if I'm running a team, I mean, I guess you just, you just never have your players together at that point, because you go back to what I keep on thinking about now is go back to Trey Burke's Instagram. That was what a couple weeks ago showing the team playing. If one of those, I mean, they're all together at that point and something I don't blame them for being all together, but it's one of those things too, where if it's, if it's if they're just going to enforce when you're close to someone outside of a basketball game, I think that opens it up. Or like then you have to become more strict on your your teammates can never be close to each other unless you're on the court. And I, I yeah, I just get confused. I mean, this is why these people get paid way more money than I do. <laughs> I'm just a confused fan and media person trying to figure out why setting on a bus or whatever is different than playing basketball and sweating and boxing each other out and all of that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. This is what we're all still trying to figure out because Dallas is one of the first big teams. I mean, we're what two or three weeks into the season, Dallas, Philly, Boston, I guess Miami a little bit now, yep. you know, we're kind of the first. Yeah. We're one of the first teams that's going through it. And I would assume a lot of teams are going to go through this at some point. You hope not. And you know, we're talking about this on the pod the health and safety of the players who are testing positive. That's number one. That's the, the number one worry, the number one conversation. We hope and pray that they're okay and they're, you're fine and nothing. It doesn't, you know, go past that. But from a basketball standpoint, from NBA standpoint, we're all still trying to figure out what this all looks like and how do they determine who's in or out? Yeah, a lot of things to still figure out. We'll talk about that. Talk about (coughs) what the Mavericks are actually going to look like coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, you know that we love Built Bar. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. Man, I've been I've been getting to, to really love the double chocolate. The mint brownie is obviously number one. Double chocolate for me probably is next. Uh, the cookies and cream one I was kind of in on. Now I'm kind of out on, but I'm trying some new ones. I got the raspberry one. I'm ordering some new ones. I should get my box coming in soon. I got an email from Built Bar. It's just fun to get an email saying your box is on the way, right? You just know the delicious yeah. treats are on your way. Uh, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. The the fact that they taste great is like one thing. The fact that they're also pretty decent for you and they're good for you, 
is a, is a whole other thing. So we talked about the uh, cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. It's just a great snack for somebody that is looking to, uh, you know, some, get something that tastes good and also not really kill your stats for the day as far as what you're eating and all that. So go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, try the promo code LOCKED if you're checking that out. Go try that. See what it does. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more. Uh, let's figure out what the Mavericks roster is going to look like. So, okay, Can I ask you this real quick? Why don't they expand the rosters? That what? this is this is my question. So Woj put out an article about the NBA is not considering pausing the season, which I was concerned about today. I was, you know, I was telling my wife, I was like, oh, all these people are testing positive and it's coming up more and more. And every, like every notification I get from Shams or Woj or Stein or whoever, I'm like, man, is it going to be another positive test? And I just kept waiting for the NBA to say, we're going to take two weeks off or we're going to take a month off and just get everybody to reset basically. And I don't know if we're at that point, and it, the NBA definitely doesn't believe that they're at that point. So Woj's article said that they're, they're not going to pause the season at this point, and that they had talked about expanding the rosters at the beginning of the season, but it was shut down. My my thought is now, why not just do it? Like, go for it. Like, the Mavericks G League team is not going to be participating in the G League bubble in Orlando, and so they've got a bunch of dudes just sitting around, you know, not not doing anything. They They're ready to be on rosters, I guess. And so I don't know why they wouldn't do that. The, maybe the fact that it adds that many more tests they have to take, that many more safety protocols. Like a lot of these like team employees, I'm sure you've heard from some, that the team employees are just stretched so thin right now doing all the safety protocols as well as their normal jobs. And so maybe this strain on that, like how, how, what, what does it take for one single NBA player to get to a game? That'd be something I'd be interested to talk to a team official about. What exactly, a, what it, it looks like. Because we heard, remember in the bubble, they wipe down shoes, they wipe down the court, they have all the packages. Like Rachel, Remember Rachel Nichols' story about how they had to wipe down all the packages and there's this giant, giant room with all these packages that came in every day for these teams. And uh, there's just so many things. And so I wonder if that's the reason, if they think that it's just too much strain on all these extra like team employees. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know why they don't take it. You know, it's at 17 now. You know, counting the two two way guys, why why is it not nineteen or twenty? Uh, why can't you add a couple more two way spots? You know, if it's not gonna be just straight out roster spots, just add two. You know, add be able to have four two way guys at that point. It doesn't even matter about the G League games and limits and all that stuff. But why not be able to add? You know, even look at the G League pool right now. It's gonna be you know yeah. we got some vets in there like Michael Beasley, Emeka Okafor, and some of these guys, Yogi <laughs> Ferrell, I think. You know, some of these guys could be bring you know, Yogi back. Yeah, some be some guys that could fill in for a team and try to prove that they can play again in the league right now. So I don't know. That, that's just that's just me. But let's talk about actual roster Pelicans. So according to the injury report, um, Borzingis is upgraded to questionable. That has me raising my eyebrows. Uh, Brunson, Dorian, and Josh Richardson are obviously out. So those guys are out. Uh, Tim Hardaway. While you were gone, Isaac did an incredible job <laughs> filling in. Went off for thirty six. Tim uh, Trey Burke also had a, a pretty good night against the, the Magic. We might talk about that game a little bit later. But what do you think the starting lineup is going to be with Maxi out now? It's it's I mean it's Luca, it's Tim Hardaway, 
Probably Josh Green again. I guess that was successful. Maybe Wes Wundu for his play against the Magic. Maybe he gets that upgrade. And then, like, Dwight. And who's the other guy? I mean, that's where I'm Willie. stuck. Well, I mean, so the Mavericks. You're not going to do uh, Dwight and Willie. I mean, you could do James Johnson and, and Willie, maybe. Well, so so the Mavericks, you know, released their game notes uh, ahead of the game, you know, last night. And they have probable starters in there. And their probable starters for the game against the Pelicans uh, was Luca, uh, was Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Porzingis, and Willie Cauley-Stein. And so they kind of naturally have Porzingis slotting into the maxi role as like the stretch four. I always assume the game notes is like a PR person or somebody like that doesn't talk to the coaches that just kind of makes their best guess. Am I yeah, wrong about no. that? I always think that I always see the game notes or remember we go to the arena and the the lineup <laughs> yeah. that's listed on the the board, like before you go in, if you if anybody's ever gone to a game early at the AAC, the lineup that's up there, sometimes it's a ridiculous one just to, to make sure that the scoreboard is working, but sometimes it's kind of a probable one, but it's not necessarily the right one. It's just somebody guessing. That's what I always assumed. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not set in stone. It's not 100%. Uh, but is it me, even sourced? Like, is it even talking to like, did they even like... Carlisle, what's your probable starter? <laughs> I don't know if it would work that way. I know. I that's, know what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I don't know if it's not we, sourced like, at all either. I mean, it right. could be somebody on the coaching staff. It could, it could I be guess whatever. It could be, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we know KP is going to start. We know Luca. You if know, he's playing. Prob- pro- yeah, if, if he's playing. That's the thing. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway, probably. I think when Maxi is healthy, I think we're looking at KP and Maxi starting front court. Oh, I I'm hope pretty, so. Oh, yeah, I hope I, so. That, that's what I want uh, really bad. I'll be really intrigued if they run KP and Willie together, uh, just because, you know, it, that's kind of going back to the pre Dwight injury, you know, to where they were running KP and Dwight. Dwight goes down. They kind of then transition to the small ball lineup of putting Dorian at the four. You know, KP's the five, and before the bubble, he killed it at that spot. He loved, you know, he loved it. Mm-hmm. The team did great. Now, will they keep the same? Because the same, because the offense so far to start the season, first two weeks of the season, basically has been either Dwight or Willie in that five spot. So it's been with this offense with a rim rolling five. Will they switch it up completely to the offense with KP at the five, and then roll with a James Johnson? A, you know, assuming Maxi doesn't play. You know, something like that at the four, small ball four, a Wandu, and they fully transition back to the pre-bubble or even bubble because KP played in the bubble, uh, you know, kind of stretch five with a small ball four. I'll be really intrigued what that looks like. And I would assume, let's just say that it's just, it's what the probable starters are. Let's just say it's Willie and KP. That would work against the Pelicans, right? Because I think you would, you know, you put KP with Adams, stretching away from the basket, but then you would also put Willie on Zion. If Maxi doesn't play, you don't have a perfect guy to guard Zion at that point. You just don't have a perfect guy to do it. No. You're asking James Johnson, maybe. You're asking Iwandu, maybe. Especially if you don't have Maxi, you don't have Dorian. Uh, so then you're asking, it's a w- Willie, Dwight, James Johnson. One of those three, you're asking. And I would assume Ooh. you just go with Willie and say, hey, let's just hope his length Dare him to shoot. Dare Zion to shoot. And then once it gets inside, just your length will matter. Yeah, the thing with Zion is you just want somebody to get a rebound, right? You need somebody <laughs> to get that rebound because his biggest thing is that he's he's going to be – he's getting those second-chance points and he's putting back his own shot. And it's kind of part of what Luka does as well. What makes Luka so effective is he gets those second-chance points against guards. He just grabs the rebound puts it back. 
And so Zion does that against anybody because his second jump is so good. So, yeah, it would probably be like Willie. I guess Dwight would be able to stick with him speed-wise maybe. But, I, I'm, I mean, there's, there's no good answer for this, especially with Maxi out. So I think Ingram's the I think Ingram's the bigger question. I think a lot of people will naturally ask, you know, oh, who's going to guard Zion if Maxi's out? Well, who the crap's going to guard, you know, Ingram? Well, it's either Wandu or Josh Green, right? That's your answer. I, yeah. And so, you know, going into the Magic game, my prediction, I thought Wandu was going to start. I thought Rick would put him in there. You were real but close. He went, he went with the rookie. He went with Josh Green. And uh, good defender. Yeah, I think he missed uh, a lot of his shots, maybe every single one of his shots. But oh, he didn't uh, get a lot of touches. Let's be fair. Yeah, there. he didn't get a true. lot. Of, didn't get a lot of rhythm. He was basically <laughs> did not exist on offense. And that's a big spot for him. You know, and, obviously he's a rookie. So and a, he had the best alley oop pass in transition that Willie just completely biffed. Like just completely yeah. missed. That was frustrating for me. But uh, coming up, let's let's get into some more of this previewing the Pelicans game. We'll talk about where the Mavericks stand in the lineup, what it looks like for this next week or ten days or however long these guys are going to be out. Let's get into all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Bet Online is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust for all of your gambling and betting needs. Tonight, right? Isn't tonight national title game for the uh, for college football? Go there right now. Go check it out. I'm going to actually pull it up as we're talking right now. Bet Online is the perfect place for you to put a wage down, put down, put down some money. Because sometimes you watch a game, you're like, ah, oh, I want to watch this game, but... I want to have something at stake, right? Because if you don't have one of the teams, then you're like, oh, I just want to pick one. Right now, Alabama still eight and a half point favorite according to Bet Online. So go put some money down on that, and don't sit on the sidelines. Get on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus. Put some money in your account. You get fifty percent of that with a wel- as a welcome bonus for your deposits. You can put more money down on that game and have something at stake. You could also bet on some of these NBA games, but man, there's just so much going on with. <laughs> with COVID stuff and the NBA has been so wild this year with teams looking real good and then looking real bad. I don't know about the NBA, but bet online, your online sports book experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year, you want more wins. Listen to locked on bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of – let's keep talking about this Pelicans game. We've been talking about that. You said the Mavericks should be okay with with uh, you know, Stephen Adams and uh, and Zion. But well, I say, I, I say okay relatively. They're going to get killed on the boards, but I think sure. they'll be okay for the game-wise, though. Yeah, they're going to get pushed around a lot. <laughs> if they have William – if it's William Porzingis, Porzingis' first game back in a while – that's I'm I'm concerned about that. Just like both those guys getting pushed around in the, on the boards and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let Let's just be clear: the Mavericks are going to lose the rebounding battle. They may hold the Pelicans under 100 points, but they're definitely going to lose the rebounding battle for sure against this team. First in the league in rebounds, you know, Pelicans. <clears throat> yeah, they rebound the heck out of the basketball. But you know, if KP does play then you are pulling Adams away from the basket. He does, you know, that's something you're going to dare him to play on the perimeter against the KP. You are, you know, you know, defensively. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I, it's the Ingram, you know, Ingram's averaging at least 25 points. He's at 24 now, 24 points a game. Uh, you know, I, can you start a and play him against him? I don't know. Um, I think that would be the route that I would probably go, but We'll see. Is, does James Johnson get the matchup? Uh, but I think James Johnson's more of a four. We'll see. I, I just think we 
I think we need to be hesitant about KP coming back too. of let's not expect a ton. Let's just go into it with low expectations. It's going to take him some time. There's going to be some, you know, rust with him as far as conditioning. I think, you know, getting, getting his legs back, just getting back playing. I I just think we got to temper the expectation a little bit. If he comes out and he's really sluggish, shoots the ball bad or something like that, let's just say, Hey, okay, let's give him a few games. It's over. I'm done with him. Trade him. Send him hey, there's a portion of Mavs Twitter who will do that. <laughs> which, If you had to pick over the next three games, which game would you want Porzingis to come back for as his first game, like introduced back? Pelicans, you have Zion and Steven Adams. You have Charlotte, who has, uh, you know, so, like Cody Zeller, I guess, and their uh, you know, PJ Washington or, or Bridges. And you have the Bucks, Brooke Lopez. You have Giannis. You have DJ Wilson, I guess, coming off the bench. Which one of those three would you pick if you wanted the first game back for Porzingis? Well, I mean, if in a perfect world, you're like, all right, we'll come back, come back against the worst team. And you say, you know, you say the Hornets in that. But I think if he's ready to go and he, like he's medically cleared and he's he's I, I'm perfectly fine with with him coming back against Steven Adams. If if you're saying you know, come back and guard, you know, Jokic or you're coming back and guarding, you, you know, Hey, Giannis. I want you to come back game one and guard Joel and bead for 35 minutes. Then no, I, I'm not really comfortable with that. But if it's coming back and like, yeah, you got to bang a little bit with Adams down low here and there, but you're mainly going to be stretching away from the basket. I think that will offset any of the other things. So I'm fine with that. I, I think even looking on a bigger picture though, for Mavs fans out there, we obviously know everything that's going on. We talked about in the first segment, but look at where we're at right now compared to at the beginning of the season. Look at when we were freaking out and the, you know, they're losing games. Luke oh was shooting two, the ball oh so no. bad. One and three. Yes. Everybody's like, well, I don't even know if we can make the playoffs. And there were a <laughs> lot of people that are really impatient with it. And you know, Luca playing himself in the shape. He's still doing that. But look at this. I mean, look at these past well, three games. Is he still not in shape? <laughs> He's probably still playing into shape, I think. Uh, <laughs> and he's, but, wait, no, hold he, on. He's been playing this well, and he's not in shape. <laughs> uh, he's playing better than the Hawks. But Ooh. no, you look, you look at the past three games. You know, Dallas has won the last three games. It started with that Houston game, and they changed the starting lineup. They brought Willie and Maxie and Tim off the bench, and Brunson had a big game. That was a fun game against Houston. They go to Denver and have this overtime win against Denver. Luka puts up 38. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's a clutch win. They go to Orlando after the COVID health and safety news, and you're like, dang, we're shorthanded. The Wolverine brothers you know, go in and, and just kill it for Dallas, and they beat Orlando. And now, you know, they've won three straight. Luke is averaging 30, 12, and 11 in these, like, three games. And KP is coming back soon. Like, this is exciting time to be a Mavericks fan. So, it looks like that they have turned the page from what was going on at the beginning of the season. They look like they're back on track. And now we await, you know, poor Zingas to return at some point as they still try to navigate everything that's going on right now. I mean, like we said, they're one of the first teams in the league, you know, with Philly and Boston that's trying to figure out how you navigate the COVID protocols and people being out and guys here and there. And I mean, yeah, I think everybody's still learning what that whole thing looks like right now. So yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Mavericks fan right now. Yeah. A lot, a lot for sure to uh, to celebrate. There's there's a lot of good stuff going on. The Mavericks right now, they have, uh, 
you know, uh, they have the 14th best offense in the NBA and the fourth best defense in the NBA now, Whoa. according to Clayton the Glass. That's Luka nuts. Should get all team first defense. Carlisle, after the game, said that they hope to be a, a top five defense. That's their goal is to be a top five defense. That would be just – I can't even put into words how they, how they would do that. But the offense is what's behind right now for the Mavericks, which is wild. And uh, we, Porzingis has come back, second-best offensive player. And that changes everything. It changes your spacing, changes your shooting, changes the, the tiers, the hierarchy. It changes so much for your team. And so that changes another lob threat. It changes Dwight Powell's minutes probably. Changes Willie Collins. Changes Stein's the minute minutes. minutes when Luke is off the floor, yeah. and we're trying to figure out where's the offense going to come from. Yeah, guys, we're not going to get seven threes a game from Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway every time. So you know, yeah, we that figured, was really we, we figured out from Tim Hardaway. You either get three threes or you get eight. That's your that's your options because he's hit eight twice and he's hit three four times. It was fun, but you know that's what we have to. That when Luca sits out, you you would, you would expect them to start staggering some minutes of KP and Luca to where it, then yeah, if you want to sprinkle in a post up or a elbow shot or something like that or KP coming off a screen, it's not just Luca running the show. I looked up on StatMuse, um, you know, earlier today on usage in the NBA. Uh, can you take a guess? At top three in the league. <laughs> oh, man, the top three, that's easy, right? It's it's Luka, it's Harden, it's uh, Westbrook or Beal. Oh, good guess. Uh, James Harden's not on here yet. I mean, he's he's further down the list because he's only, he hadn't played as many games as the others, I guess. But uh, Luka is number one at 37%. Brad Beal, number two, 36 Giannis at number three. Mm. Uh, so, so, somebody who came in at number eight. In the league and usage that uh, kind of surprised me, Andre Drummond. Oh boy, thirty-one percent. Thirty-one percent usage. Usage yeah. is the amount of possessions that amount of your team's possession that player uses. So basically, a third of the time, Andre Drummond is doing a thing for you on offense. He's shooting. Mm. He is, you know, assisting. That's future Maverick to some of you guys. No, not for me. Not for me either. Good. But some of you out there just clamor for that. I'm good. <laughs> is the defense real for the Mavericks? Yeah. Or they just played teams that they can hold under a hundred. Like that's been kind of the thing. Well, I think, I think you have to question anything. I think, you know, offense and defense, what is real or not without KP. I mean, KP is the second best player on the team. He's going to get the second most shots on the team. He is, you know, going to be a staple. He's going to be the anchor of the defense and, you know, at the center spot, best rim protector on the team. Yeah, he's going to be your second leading scorer too. So I think you have to question anything so far. And because now we got to see what they do, kind of what we were talking about the center spot. Do they automatically go back to KP being, you know, the five? That changes up the whole offense. That changes up how you run things. If you're not running a pick and roll to where you have this rim running threat the whole time, or maybe you do it with like Dorian or something like that. So I think we still have to see how this offense and defense kind of evolves over the next few weeks. Once KP comes back, then let's see how it looks. How are they switching? How are they running these spot you know moments where they're doing you know matchup zone here and there? How does KP look defensively? How how does he look on the switch? That was something in the bubble that we're like, dang, he's getting kind of torched right now when he's getting you know switched off on you know some of these uh, guys. <laughs> yeah. So how does he look when you know coming off a, a switch like that? That's what we have to wait for. So I think they have the players for it. 
you know, Josh Richardson, Doran Finney-Smith, some of these guys, they have the players for it, for the defense to be real. I think it's just a matter of time. we got to see what they look like when KP's back and how they're running things. A lot of wait and see for the Dallas Mavericks right now. And uh, check out the post-game show. We will be af- we'll be recording a show right after the Pelicans game, so listen to that. Also, on Wednesday, we'll do a show after the Hornets game. It's the revenge game for the Mavericks against the Hornets. And oh, then, they're going to beat the Hornets by 15-plus. And then Friday, they'll do, they'll, we'll have a game against the Bucks, And that'll be an interesting game, right? Because that's when guys that test the either that guys that were just contract t- tracing they'll be they'll be back and available i think with two Dorian. of the three should be back on that day yeah. yeah and by then we'll know which one tested positive because that one won't be that player won't be ready so make sure you subscribe and listen to the post game guys thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom we built this place secretly with your father to hold a very special prisoner She's a powerful firebender named Pali who can create explosions with her mind. Ironically, I hired a guy with a similar ability to kill the Avatar myself once. Didn't work.